0: Here are your hosts, Tim Lyons and Randy Inkston. All right. Hey, guys. How are you doing today? Welcome to the Built to Grow podcast. I'm your host, Tim Lyons, and I'm joined by none other than the pastor of Positivity, Randy Inkston. How are we doing, man? I am so
1: good today. <laughs> you know, I'm going to start using that because uh, I've, I've officiated a few weddings. Oh, uh, the pastor. And, uh, I, yeah, I don't think I'm considered a pastor, but I've uh, I've' always... Tried to figure
0: out what to call me. The pastor Positivity. so I'm just going to go with it. Let's I mean, go with that. If you Let's claim it, you own it. Hey, we've got a great podcast today. I want to talk to everybody about a quick story. I'm going to start back in my early days, if you will. 2009. Oh, knee high to a grasshopper. <laughs> <laughs> 2009 is the is the year that I decided to... Open a gym. You know, I was working in construction at the time. I hold degrees in, in construction management in the business school out in uh, Louisiana, where I played football and all that good stuff. I came out to uh, Arizona, and I I met a, a gym owner. It was a Anytime Fitness down in the, the town I was living in. It was in Maricopa. Got to know the guy. I got to know the guy real good. Uh, real good. His name is um, Brian Mullins. In fact, and um, I still talk to him today. And Brian, uh, at the time was a police officer, okay, and he had a gym. I was like, Man, this guy is cool as hell, right? He's got a gym, he's never there. This place is just rocking. It was, you know, about 1500 clients, is uh, there were 14, something like that? And he was the only show in town, really. If you know Maricopa, it's just surrounded by desert, yeah, you know? oh, yeah, a little far, yeah. almost farmland, yeah, a little yeah. bit. Fun. So it's, it's surrounded by desert. There's one show in town, it's the Anytime Fitness. Brian owned it, and he was, uh, just crushing, he was crushing, and I. Coming from uh, athletics, I was just used to being in the gym and I got to know Brian really well. And I get to, to talking to him and he's like, yeah, man, you know, anytime fitness and, you know, I'm never here and people just come use the gym. And I was, and I was like, man, what an easy business. Easy. So simple. So simple, yeah, right? Everybody should have one. Yeah. <laughs> and he was never there. I would see him maybe on a Saturday or whatever. And, you know, we go to dinner and stuff. And so fast forward a few years, construction takes a dive in the industry, you know, in the, in the market, 2008,
1: Probably 2008. Sure. Yeah. Sure.
0: And I had already started plans to open a gym and it was really cool because uh, I was in construction. So I, I leveraged all my resources and I, I was doing the build out and my architects were, were part of the company that I was working for. And it was awesome. And we were building away and all of a sudden 2000 hits or 2008 hits and the economy just gets destroyed. Mm-hmm. The construction company I was working for about uh, you know 100 employees and they basically wiped the whole company out. They, they call it RIFs, Reduction in Force, and uh, 100 employees down to three. Ooh, and I was one of the 97. I can, I can I understand. understand. <laughs> yeah, I moved here that year. Yeah, so um, <laughs> crushed the company, and uh, it was the two owners and a secretary. And I was out on the street and luckily I had already, I was probably like two months away from opening the gym. So it kind of forced me to go all in uh, on the gym. But what, you know, at the time I was, I was trying to model the anytime fitness. And if you don't know that what it is, it's basically a a self-service gym. You use it, key fob access, and you come in, use the gym and basically renting equipment, you know, for between 29 and 49 bucks and you know, 1,500 members and very low service. Sure, So great model. Uh, they've since changed and brought a lot of training in. And we work with a ton of Anytime Fitnesses. So if you're in Anytime Fitness and you guys uh, need some marketing help, coaching help, happy to help you guys. We know the model very, very well, especially with the training model that you guys yep. have, have gone yep. to. But uh, So I reached out to Anytime Fitness. I was going to do an Anytime Fitness franchise. Well, lo and behold, uh, there's an investment group that owned the territorial rights the entire state. They said, Hey, sorry, buddy. This investment groups, you know, they own the territory. So they, they get the first rights and you know, they're not going to do it. Go scratch. So I said, Oh, doke." <laughs> well, uh, I don't need the name because really in 08, 09, there wasn't, there weren't as big as they are now. Sure. Absolutely. Close. Yeah. And so I was like, you know, what? I'm going to do it on my own. I don't need any time fitness. So let me just, you know, create a pulse fitness. And we had the same model. So it was 24 axis, key fob access, come on and use the gym. And we had a big independent trainer community in this area at the time, a lot of bodybuilders, a lot of people just doing their own thing. And, you know, and I just gave them space to rent. They would pay me rent and train clients. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't really care about the the training revenue because I was going to get members. 1,400 members. Members, yep. 1,400 members on paper, that looks really good. That's, it'd be great, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would be. <laughs> and um, I got into the business about three years and we, you know, not three mere three months. Sorry, let me stop right there. Three months and I, I knew something was wrong. Uh, every one of those trainers came in, they brought maybe 10, 12 clients each. So, you know, that was a quick 60 clients there. There's five coaches, you know, call it call it 60. And we signed up a ton of new clients. We did pre-sales, we just we just crushed it, right? And when I thought we were doing great, and all of a sudden the numbers start shaking out and there's not much money left. And Uh, We actually got to a point where we were over 300 clients and it was just wasn't covering the bills. If you remember the rent at the old place, Mm -hmm. it was in a retail, it's in a retail high end grocery store chain. uh, This area is called AJ's and it was, uh, it's it's really expensive over there. And I was paying, I think 3,000 feet. I was paying like almost 10 grand, 9,800 bucks. And it was kind of, kind of tough, kind of tough. So uh, the one thing that I saw though was, was that all the trainers were driving nicer cars than I was. And they're flaunting their big, you know, five thousand, ten thousand dollar checks that their their clients were paying in full. Yeah, hundred sessions, you know, five grand, whatever it was. I don't sure, know. sure. It's like, man, this isn't uh, something's wrong here. These guys have no risk. Uh, they're using my equipment, my space. I got to clean up. I got to, you know, all all the expenses, and they're making the grips. Yeah, the second that that session ended, they were nowhere to be seen. Yeah, they weren't helping on yeah. nothing. Oh yeah. Um, you know, and they didn't have to, they were paying rent, right? They weren't part of the company. So I realized pretty quick that I needed to make a change. And the whole point of this is that if I didn't see that and I was really in love and stuck on the model, I'd be out of business. Period. So, uh, I ran into uh, a gentleman named Rick Mayo and he's still a good friend of mine. You know, Rick very well. And, And I got a chance to, um, I got to talk to him and, uh, on the phone. Got introduced to him through uh, uh, another friend of mine. Anyways, got in touch with Rick and he said, yeah, man, fly on out. Pay me, you know, 1500 bucks, and, you know, you come check out what I'm doing. Rick had a great model. He was a training model. All the coaches worked for the company, his company, and they just were crushing it. I think in 2009, 2010, he was doing seven figures mm-hmm. early in the game. And probably one of the only studios probably around that time doing that kind of revenue. Yeah. And I, and I went out there and I just learned. I was like, man, Rick, what are you doing, buddy? He's like, man, just do this, do this, do this. And I remember going to a dinner. Uh, it was my wife. I brought my wife uh, with me and we went out to Atlanta and uh, we went to dinner. And he's like, tell me about your business model. And like, you know, go ahead and draw it on this napkin. And I remember the napkin. I was like, I drew this. And I was like, all right, well, I've got the the leg press here and the hack squad mm-hmm. over here. Cables, and I got the the Smith machine in this corner, and the dual cable. Uh, no, I had the uh, I had one free motion machine that was a dual cable, and I had a, a bicep machine and a chest press. And uh, yeah, it got me in the gym at yeah, one point. <laughs> I know. And all this fixed plane equipment, and no space. It was three thousand mm-hmm. feet, just slapped to the you know, just jammed full of equipment. I think I had nine treadmills were just slammed to the wall. It was, it, was a wall. Just, it was the whole thing. Yeah. So it was all equipment. You look in there, you couldn't move five feet before hitting something else. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, man, you know, to, to do your model, Rick, what, uh, what should I do with all this equipment? I mean, it's three, four months old right now. You know, I still have a lot of money on it. Like, what do you do? He goes, uh, here's what you do. He took a red marker. I can't, I can't, <laughs> I, can't I, I remember it. Put a big X through the uh, hack squat. He put an X through the leg press, X through the Smith machine, X through all the fixed plane plate loaded selectorized equipment, boom, 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 He left me with the free motion and the dual cable and another cable machine and some uh, dumbbells. Yeah. He said, hey, man. It's time. (laughs) He goes, he said this, I'll never forget. The best piece of equipment you can have is space in our model. You need space to train clients. And the whole point was that I would get you know, rid of the equipment to bring in another service, training service, and I would have to hire my own coaches and I would coach and it would be the, this, this training gym. And literally flew back overnight, made a decision. We, we wrote a letter. We had a seminar in the gym with all the current clients and uh, we made a change. We brought, we changed Pulse Fitness from uh, Anytime Fitness, you know, check in some, some training if you wanted it to a 100% uh, training facility. I uh, got rid of all the independent coaches and uh, basically hired my own team. And it was a nightmare at the beginning. Sure. Scared out of my mind. (laughs) Overnight, we lost three quarters of the clients. We did allow everybody to do a free month of training. You know, once we got the coaches on boarded and we let them do it and- I was scared, and we immediately lost almost all of our clients. I was like, oh, "Rick, that, man, that wasn't that wasn't the goal. No, wasn't we're the supposed, plan. We're, supposed we're supposed to go to- the other way." And uh, exactly, and um, but the, the 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 moral of the story is that we we haven't turned back, and we've created this great model. then you know, using Rick's advice, and we've changed plenty of stuff since then. But we. Turned the ship, and we shot off in a new du- new direction, 100 miles an hour, and we've never turned back. We're making great money, and the gym was saved, right? Changed the model.
1: It, it, it brings up, so you have a, a fixed location. Yes. You're set based on square footage. You can't yep. change that at this point, right? Right. There's no opportunity to expand or do anything no, like that for in. the space. Locked in. What changed in the, what was the breakthrough? What changed, other than just the, the model that allowed you to- not see the same struggle,
0: if you may, yeah.
1: that, you, that you were yeah. growing into.
0: Well, I realized if I didn't make the change, we'd be out of business. And I, and I just came to reality. It wasn't about what I thought was the best. Mm-hmm. It was what was best and the, for the business. I had to make a change. We The, the clients in our area are a little bit higher end. They mm-hmm. want that personal attention. Mm-hmm. And they didn't really want, although we had you know 300 plus clients, they just didn't want a gym that they just go in and they wanted to be coached. Yes. I didn't see it. Like I needed to, to get a new set of eyeballs into the gym. it was Rick at the time. And he's like, dude, this is what you got to do. And I needed coaching. I didn't know. I, I didn't know what I didn't know. Talked about yep, that already. Yep. And I wasn't stubborn, right? Like a lot of the gym owners are A personalities. It's like very like much the so, right. Yep. And if I was so hard headed and so in love with my idea, we would not be here. Mm-hmm. I would be in the center. I would, be no, I would be done. I'd be probably back in construction somewhere, you know? You remained coachable, you know, and, yeah, and, and,
1: and not only from a, just being open and willing, you, per, you, you realized there was a problem, you sought out a solution, and then when that solution was provided, you didn't fight it with resistance. You allowed that change to take place. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's exactly what we, we hope with our clients, right? right? You know, they come to us with a problem. We have a solution. It might not be 100% exactly, you know, hey, go do this, but it's better than what they've been working in. And there's a, a thought process where we're intentional about the things that we bring to the table. It's because we, a lot of the lessons that you've learned in that transition, we go back to that transition all the time. This conversation happens in our business mm-hmm. you know, often, and it's about being able to change and mold and adapt. Uh, one thing that we talk about all the time is being able to increase the effectiveness or the profitability of a set square. You know, what is that uh, square footage worth to your business? Okay. Yeah, revenue per square foot. Per square foot. Mm-hmm.
0: Hey guys, as you know, at Built to Grow, we're all about systems and scalability, and that's why I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, Semi Private Pro so just head on over real quick to semiprivatepro. dot com slash btg to check out a demo for yourself. And yeah, it was uh, it was it was eye opening. But yeah, I had to make the change. It was I had no choice. Like I was the pain was high. I was going to go out of business or whatever. And I could have probably found money if I continued to borrow money and, and figured it out. But eventually, it would have fallen apart. Sure. So I would have just been even deeper in the hole. So yeah. I found, uh, realized the problem. Didn't know how to fix it. I sought out a solution. I didn't think twice when I was told, and you know, somebody I respected, I was told what to do. I did it, and it pissed a lot of people off because I was dragging that 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 uh, leg press, and there was like two clients <laughs> hanging on to it, like give me that leg press, you know. I think, like, I, I think I helped you load that into yeah, a truck. And there, yeah, I was like picket signs and riots outside <laughs> the gym, but uh, you know, I had to do it, and. It comes down to how do you make more money in your business. There's really only three ways to make more top line revenue. That's one: to get more clients, and they weren't coming in as fast as as we wanted. So that that was kind of you either just play the long game, which I didn't have time, mm-hmm. or you know just you just don't do it. You don't get there. So so it wasn't going to be more clients. Number two is uh, increase the average transaction amount per client per client, and sure. that was the that was the answer for us. And number three, the third uh, way to make more money is to, to increase the frequency of purchases from your current clients. So you get more clients, you increase the average cart value or transaction value per client per transaction, and then you, uh, you get higher frequency of purchases. purchases Those sure. are the only three ways to make more money. To keep more money, make more profit, there's a lot of ways, right? Sure, Reducing absolutely. expenses, yep. et cetera, but that's the only way to make more money. And I had to, I had to increase the, the average transaction value so our our price points back then were twenty nine, thirty nine, forty nine, something like that, you know. And now they are, you know, one forty nine to five twenty nine. So you know, one two ninety nine, three ninety nine, four ninety nine, five twenty nine. And our average transaction value now is uh, about two seventy five, two hundred seventy five dollars. And yeah, I need less clients to make way more.
1: And that's exactly what it comes down to is the fact that you know the struggle of having to go find more clients. Mm-hmm. It takes it's exponential, you know. Right you could reach the same result given a lot less work. And that's just by changing the model and changing, you know, the the structure of how the business was operating. Yeah. You know, one thing to touch on there too is we're all in the business because we we want to help other people. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, if you're, if you don't, you can't realize that the business has to operate and make money. It's a business. It's a business. You know, we see the progression of people moving through from a, a trainer Opening their own location, right. turning around. You know, there's an education that if you haven't sought it out. Well, didn't you just
0: speak to a private client today absolutely. about this? Yeah, absolutely. So,
1: and it's a common thread with a lot of is it? new what, business what, owners. What did you guys talk about? So there's a lot of resistance when it comes to a business owner or a person in a sales position, now, you know, previously a trainer, ascending right. through, now owning their own place and turning around and having to now have the operations in the requirements of operating a business be the focus of their time and attention as opposed to just giving somebody the best service training possible. Typically, personality types, a lot of trainers are uh, what we like to kind of consider like a nurturer. You know, they're, they're out to help people. They're caring. They're passionate. But they often have resistance when it comes time to asking for a sale or making that transaction take place. And mm-hmm. so uh, one of the things that we work on is, is just kind of realigning the beliefs around the transaction that's actually happening. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when somebody, there, there's benefits to charging a client a substantial amount for the training, not only just the fact that it's good for the business, mm-hmm. but what it does for a client as far as accountability. Right. Like, you know, we've all purchased something where you know you're going to get your value out of it because it stings. You know you've invested good money for something you value it more yeah when you know? when
0: you pay a lot yeah you you're gonna be you're gonna pay more attention people, absolutely people who pay pay attention there's a reason
1: why you know the free trials and these tactics aren't always the 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 right client for the business is because those people, regardless of having they don't have skin in the game or they don't have enough skin in the game to take what they're doing and what they're receiving seriously. They don't put it through the same kind of uh You know, judgment and process that they would if it had more of a sting to it, and so when certain things affect our lives, like a substantial payment, we take it and we hold it to a higher value. Right, and um, you know, realigning your belief systems around just money is just an exchange. It's a tool. That's all it is. A client coming to you for for training wants what you have, as far as or what you're offering. There's a value to the results. That's, that's what their hope is to get out of paying for the service. The way that they're receiving that value is by exchanging money. It's not a negative. It happens in everything that we do. It's no different than a barter. You know, if we didn't have money, we'd used to work off our, you know, debts basically, right? We'd exchange our services. Services for, for debt. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And you said it before. It was trainers are nurturers. They yeah. want to help people and they feel- like unintentionally, they feel like when they take money or take the money for the sale that they're hurting
1: that other person. Absolutely. And and it's ingrained in almost everything that they do. And so if you can't come to a realization that that's not what's really happening. Well, it's, it's, um, it's how you operate. So you have this resistance, right? And it's going to spill over into other aspects of your business. When you go to complete every sale, when you go to train as a business owner, now you're turning around and you're training your sales team if you have resistance around sales, so will they. And it's going to spill over into every finger of your business, mm-hmm. back to other ways of making more money. Are you raising that average cost per transaction or the, the number of services that you know, each of your clients are mm-hmm. taking part in? A lot of resistance towards the sales in general. I think um, the confidence
0: of Absolutely. not just the asking for money, but the confidence of that their product's going to solve that client's uh, issues. Like, is your, do you really feel confident about your product? If you know without a shadow of a doubt that your service is going to solve that person's problem, sales becomes not easy. It's, it your, easy. Mo- it's your moral obligation to, sales, to sell something that you believe in. Yeah. So one of the big things that we do here at ProFit is we do sales coaching. Uh, that is a big hurdle for a lot of gym owners. Uh, you know, private client we spoke to today, Randy spoke to him. He, he gave me the cliff notes, but basically he asked uh, you know, what's the biggest problem you're you're facing right now? And he goes, uh, you know, I, I have trouble taking money from my clients. Mm-hmm. And he goes, they'll hand me money and I'll find a way to give it back somehow. Literally a find a way to get it, or, get it hey, back. You know, it, pay yep. me next time or, Hey, we'll just do this one and just let me know when you can get me paid, you know, next time. And, that's a problem. You're gonna be out of business pretty soon. So exactly. we're working on uh, that private client on how to get you know a better sales process. It's mostly mindset for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not saying here's the sales process. It's like we can get it out of his own head. Yeah. You know.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and in it, it, in this unique situation, it is a lot of that confidence in mm-hmm. the product. You know that they're bringing forth. It's the fact that they feel that they've done their due diligence, that they've Mm -hmm. put in the hours, that they feel confident to ask for the the sale. The higher
0: money. Yeah, exactly. Or they discount the rates and be like, yeah, Mm -hmm. it's it's really not worth that much. Let me just give it to you for half off. Yeah. Hey, Tim Lance here, and I just wanna give a quick shout out to everyone out there surviving the day-to-day chaos of the fitness business. You know, you're showing up every day and you got people counting on you. I know it's not easy, but you're doing it, so keep on going. But listen, if you feel like it's getting to be too much, and you wanted to get some support so you can get out of the struggle and get to into real growth, then I highly recommend that you check out our eight-week ProFit Business Accelerator Program at winninggym.com grow. Go check it out, sign up, and let's get you on track for some easy wins and get back to growth mode. All right, once again, the link is winninggym.com slash grow. And now back to the show. You know, I had, I had a lot of trouble with sales early. I, I didn't know process. I was never coached. I was just, you know, same thing. Um, I was like, yeah, just do, you know, we can get you in here for a little bit less. If that, you know, if somebody gave me any kind of resistance early in the game, I'd find a way to like make it work. Mm-hmm. Now it's like our price, our price, you can't negotiate with us. Well, it's scarcity
1: mindset. You know mm-hmm. how how many people are so rooted in the fact that, oh, I need to make every transaction take place, regardless of if I'm getting what I actually deserve out of the situation. Or if that client's a good
0: fit. In protecting your tribe. Yeah. Another very yeah. important. sometimes you you bring in the the bad apple and just because you need the money, mm-hmm. and you end up ruining a lot of things down the road.
1: And the last thing you want to do is watch one we, we've seen it. every I think every business that we've worked with it's it's, transp- it's, it's happened in their businesses as well you know one client and the demeanor that they bring to a training session can spill over and negatively impact the rest of the people that they're right. they're surrounded by and now you've 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 already cut your yourself out by not providing enough value in that one transaction you brought in somebody who is not appropriate for your you know tribe if you may mm-hmm. and now you've risking future business from other people mm-hmm. who are happy here already and so, yeah, it's protecting, you know, who you're, you're,
0: yeah, you hear it a lot, protecting your tribe or, or your
1: business or yeah. however you want to go about it.
0: Uh, we were just in Australia and I, you know, it's, I guess it's a year ago now. And I remember working with that gym owner in Australia and he was turning people away. Remember? Oh, he's like, we don't need you here. You're it was, not a good fit. It, well, well, actually it was, didn't go just like that, but the conversation with us off camera out of, you know, off the record was. Yeah, man, that guy's not a good fit here. I don't want him here. We were stunned. I was like, I mean, what? to to the
1: degree I that thought he
0: was a great fit. Yeah. But he uh I mean he's he,
1: standing waving his credit card at you. I don't know how much better of a fit it
0: seemed, yeah. but we weren't in the we weren't in the sales consultation, but uh, you know, after the sales consultation, uh, the gym owner came to us and was like, Yeah, no, I didn't sell that guy. He wanted to buy, but I didn't want to, I don't want him here. He's not a good fit. He doesn't fit our culture. Mm-hmm. And to be in a position that he was in and you could pick and choose who your clients. are. So that's a great place to be. I think that would be the ideal situation most yeah. business owners would like to be in, yeah. you know, and, and to
1: speak to his credibility and his, what it did for his organization, he had no shortage of people coming through the door. No. It, that facility was, is, is max, max, yeah. you know, so he can, he does have the luxury at this point to be a little bit more
0: crucial and selective. And yeah. selective. yeah. That was, that was pretty cool though. I it mean, it was. I even made a Facebook Live about it. I was like, "Man, we just finished this da da da," and you know, we just didn't take the client because he didn't—he wasn't a good fit. Yeah, it didn't and, work. And, 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 and you know, the gym owner is just in that great position. That's a great position. He's a great gym, and you know, I know him. We've, we we known each other for a while, and just a great client of ours, and just just crushes it.
1: And crushes. It, it. And it's a simple. It, it's not something that you have to put a lot of like thought or energy and emotion into. If mm-hmm. somebody's not a, a, a the right or appropriate fit, it's okay, and that's not a bad thing. Right. You know what I mean? They will find a home. They will find the facility that's right for them. So don't feel bad necessarily either. Yep. And uh, don't
0: make that as an excuse as to why you're not making sales.
1: I can absolutely tell you that some of our coaching clients, some of our sales coaching clients l- lately have, they've pre, what's the word I'm looking for? Qualified. Yeah. like kind of pre-qualified these, these individuals almost too aggressively. Part of the sales belief, right? You- everybody should be a perfect fit. And then you find reasons why they don't fit into your business or you may not fit into your program. Well, these guys were so aggressive about it that they were having No, I I think it's the other
0: way is their sales process was pretty bad. And to make themselves feel better, they just gave themselves the excuse, ah, that guy really wasn't a good fit. He wasn't going to be a good fit here. So they, you know, maybe meant uh, subconsciously, they just let it go. But I've seen it the other way where like I've had Fitness directors in the past that didn't make a sale, and that was their excuse. That was, a com- that was an excuse. That was their this excuse. wasn't. This
1: was directly from the horse's mouth. Yeah. He told me outright he would push people out of the business, be- and I think it, ultimately it was a fear of actually completing a sale. Yeah. But he'd find an excuse in the process to disqualify yeah. them, so he didn't have to ask for the sale.
0: So sales, sales is a touchy, touchy subject. But you know, in this business, we are a business. We have to take money.
1: It's not a bad thing.
0: It's people, a great thing. Like it's, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Money money's just a, a means of transaction, trading value, right? It's okay to charge a lot for your services. Uh you will weed out a lot of people, but you know, people value uh, when they pay a lot. I know that I've bought coaching courses and masterminds that, you know, you know, 25 grand a oh, year. Oh yeah, we yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm right. I'm 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 invested mm-hmm. mentally, physically. I'm there, I'm at the you know, masterminds. I'm there because I valued it. Because I paid the money. Good if it money was five it. grand or two grand, I'd probably eh, I'll find a reason not to get find involved. Find a reason not to. So yeah, the higher the price point, the more, the more they pay attention. And if your sales process is broken and you don't feel like you're making sales on a regular, consistent basis, let's just say seven, eight, nine out of 10 clients that you sit down with. Or if you don't know how successful
1: your sales process is.
0: That's, yeah. Let's talk because uh, <laughs> we have a, a, a private client coaching uh, sales training. That that uh, for those of you guys don't know, this will be the first time we introduced Kelly. She's not here in the room with us, but Kelly does a lot of our sales, and uh, she's a young sales gun, and she's damn good. And Very she good. coaches mm-hmm. our she coaches our uh, our four week sales coaching course, and uh, we've had some great success. Not only just knowing the KPIs, having scripts, having a process that people go through every single time, it's the same exact thing. When you perfect that sales process, you know you put ten people in. Seven people pop out as clients. Eight people pop out as clients. You know that to be a fact. It's just getting more people in now. Or at the top yep. of the funnel.
1: If we look at it kind of the same way we do it with marketing, you know, the processes are the, or it's a client expectation. And when it's the same each time, you now have something that is a, is a baseline. Yep. If you don't have something in line, if you wing every single sales consultation, who knows how, where your successes and your failures right. are in the process. Yep. So making sure that you have scripts you know, the, the actual, step the same step. experience for everybody coming through the door. And it's going to translate to the rest of the business because mm-hmm. you're setting, that's the first initial experience that these clients are going through. And if they can expect the same thing throughout here, when it turns around and it's on the tra- the training floor, it's going to be the same thing. Yep. And I know you've modeled your, you know, the, the training model the same way for that exact reason as well. Yeah.
0: And we can get in that another podcast another time, but you know, the, the point of this podcast is not to be so hard headed and in love with your service that you can't make uh, a rational decision to make a change, seeking out help and d- doing the things that it takes to make the changes. Uh, and once you get are given direction, being coachable and actually taking action, and then having systems in place at the sales level and not be afraid of sales. Of no sales. You need the sales. The, the, the biggest thing that I, this is because it's such a common
1: thread. Amongst gym owners, there is there is a very big resistance around sales, and I think it's just becoming more and more prevalent as we get into more of the coaching. The easiest way that I can look at the situation is: the more successful you are as an if your if your belief systems from the the core and what makes you operate is the fact that you want to be there to help people. Look at the opportunity to help more and more people. The more successful you are, there you go. You can't. You can only touch so many lives. You know, pinching your wallet each month, trying to make ends meet. Mm -hmm. You're limited. If you let's say you you build a little nest egg and you build some profitability, and you can now reinvest to help more people, to market to more people, more coaches, more coaches, more bigger square footage, square footage, more people through the door. I mean, whatever it is, whatever. Yeah, exactly. But you can't do that with a limited belief and a limited, you know, funds. And Mm -hmm. so the stigma around money is not. It's money is not a bad thing. We're in business for that purpose mm-hmm. and to change lives while we're doing it. Mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of like your passion, your mission. Everything's ingrained, but at the end of the day, we should all want to be successful. Mm-hmm. And the more successful you are, the more lives you can touch.
0: There you go, nailed it. So, yep, yeah, guys, if you need help, if you need uh, if you need sales coaching, if you need a private client coaching group, we're we're, we're still accepting applications. solutions.com slash call You could always pick up my book at timlionsbook.com. That was a good episode. A lot of nuggets. A lot of nuggets. Hopefully, if you learned something, do us a favor, share this podcast. We are just uh, getting this thing off the ground. This is episode uh, four, and uh, we're looking to do hell another 400 of these things. Yeah, let's got keep pl- it going. Got plenty to say, that's for sure. Um, so do us a favor. Give us a like. Give us a share. Share this with your friends, gym owners, that, that uh, if you found value, obviously, if you didn't find, find any value, don't tell anybody, I guess, right? Yeah, back to a one on the uh, reviews. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um we're not doing paid you know whatever sponsorships to this podcast it's straight straight nuggets straight talk you know and just uh, our our mission is to help uh, over 500 gym owners this next year over the next 12 months win win yeah gym owners where we help gym owners win that's our mission statement so uh, that's it for now guys we appreciate you guys listening in and we will see you guys on the next one bye Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the Build to Grow podcast. And if you're not subscribed already, be sure to go ahead and click that button right now. And if you found value in this episode, I'd love it if you do me a quick favor and rate and review the podcast on the Apple podcast app. See, this lets the platform know that I'm doing something right and people like the content. It would be a huge, huge help. And I would be very grateful until next time. Keep building something great. We'll see you on the next show.